Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. She had found a penguin. I was like, what are you doing with a penguin? She goes, well, I found it at the beach at Tawin Bay and a um, little baby blue penguin and it would washed up on the shore and it was just struggling, just like, just, you know, find it hard to breathe. It was, I don't know where it swam from, New Zealand or something. And it was just, just like on, on the brink of death. And she, she picked it up. She had it in a little, a little um, towel and she was like pouring water over its head. And she took it to some wildlife place who um, rescued it, restored it, let it go into the wild again. And uh, we... Uh, Looking through Luke chapter 13, and we've been talking, we've been asking this question, what sort of kingdom is this? Jesus talks about the kingdom more than anything else. He's bringing a kingdom, let your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And Luke chapter 12, we've been working through, and we've been asking this question, what sort of kingdom is this? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What are the properties of this kingdom? What are the policies of this new government that's going to come? We talked about um, the kingdom is a fruitful kingdom takes barrenness and brings life. It's the, the parable of the fig tree. And then Mel talked about a healing kingdom, the story of Jesus healing the woman who had been bent over for 18 years on the Sabbath. And last week, Joey talked about an expanding kingdom, like, like yeast in bread, like a, like a seed that grows into a large tree. And I want to talk this morning about a saving kingdom, a rescuing kingdom. We're going to read in Luke chapter 13. Did I say Luke chapter 12 before? Luke 13 and verse 22 says this, Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he went, always pressing on towards Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He replied, work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom, for many will try to enter but will fail. When the master of the house has locked the door, it will be too late. You will stand outside knocking and pleading, Lord, open the door for us. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, but we ate and drank with you and you taught in the streets. And he will reply, I tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Get away from me, all you who do evil. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For you will see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you will be thrown out. And people will come from all over the world, from east and west and north and south, to take their places in the kingdom of God. And note this, some who seem least important now will be the greatest then, and some who are the greatest now will be least important then. This is kind of a gnarly little passage. It starts, verse 22, Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he went. So, these couple of chapters from chapter 9 to chapter 19, oh, chapter 9 to 19 is Jesus, all these stories of Jesus on his way to Jerusalem, the capital city, where eventually he will be arrested, have a faux trial, he will be put to death on the cross, and he will rise again. And there's all these little stories of Jesus traveling. He's like a little pilgrim on his way to Jerusalem. And then verse 23, someone asks him, Lord, will only a few be saved? We were talking about, it's very Christian-y language, right? I got saved. You know, I heard people say that. I got saved when I was 18 or before I was saved. Sometimes when I hear people talk about that, I'm like, what are you actually talking about? Like, what do you actually mean when you say that? 
You know, it's like a, you know, it's just like code language that we use as Christians. I got saved. Saved, saved from what? It's a very interesting, uh, interesting concept, right? That word there in the Greek is sozo. This one, this particular word is sozomenoi, which means being saved. But sozo is the, is the root word. And it doesn't just mean to be saved or to be rescued, but it also means to be healed, to be made whole. And so Jesus went all around. He went sozoing people, not just saving them. It wasn't just like a ticket into heaven, but he was making them whole right here, right now. He was rescuing them to, to take someone from a, a place of danger into a place of safety, just like Mel rescuing the penguin, taking it from a place of danger into a place of safety where it could be healed, made whole, and then set free. That is what that word means, sozo. And, um, you know, when it comes to the kingdom, that uh, we, are, we belong to a sozo kingdom, a kingdom that is coming to save us, to deliver us, to heal us, to make us whole, to make us well, to take us from a place where we, we are in danger to a place of safety. And, um, you know, someone comes and asks Jesus, will only a few be saved? Will only a few be saved? And, you know, one of the central claims of Christianity, which really goes against our culture, is that we cannot save ourselves. And our culture will want to tell us that, like, you know, you find the answer, find yourself within yourself, or go travel the world and find yourself. But this, the claim of Christianity, the claim of the kingdom, is that we actually can't do that on our own. We need something beyond us to come and save. Just like the penguin, if we're the penguin in the story, we need a Mel to come along and save us. We need a, we need a saviour. Uh, we need something to come and help us. We are beyond our own help. We don't have enough strength for it. And the gospel, you know, like in the last, you know, 100, 200 years, the gospel has really been reduced to this idea that we are forgiven for our sins on the cross so that we can go to heaven. And that's certainly part of it. But the gospel is much bigger than that. Matthew Bates, who is a scholar, he says that you can summarize the gospel as this. Jesus is the saving king. It's all about Jesus, not just his death on the cross, but his life, his teaching, his healing, his community building, his death, absolutely, on the cross, his resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father, his giving of the Spirit, and his eventual coming again, bringing his kingdom in full. That, that is the gospel. Jesus is the saving king. He is a king bringing a new government. He's going to make the world right. He's going to put the right policies in place. It's going to be a good and beautiful and true government, a good and true, beautiful and true kingdom. And so the question here, which is a good question from this bystander, says, will only a few be welcomed into that, that saving, into that kingdom? Will only a few be rescued from danger into safety? Will only a few be healed and made whole? And this is Jesus' answer. He begins to tell us a, a parable about a house, and an owner of a house, and someone trying to get into the house. This is what he says. Uh, verse 24, work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom. For many will try to enter, but will fail. Now, this is a really hard verse for us, because uh, if you've been around church for any length of time, you will have heard time and time again that it is God's grace that saves us. So, like, we can't save ourselves, and I just said that before, you know, we need a savior. But here, Jesus tells us to work hard to enter the narrow door really interesting. Work hard. Work hard. Really? Absolutely, the king does the rescuing and the healing and the, and the saving, but it does take some sort of cooperation from us. It's kind of imagine if you were deserted on an island 
and you need a rescue, and you were there by yourself, you're running out of food, and eventually a boat comes. And the boat comes, like they yell out to you, we'll take you home, come and swim out. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, I'll just stay here. Like it does actually take some cooperation to be saved, like to go along with the saving. And I don't know how much, you know, in the saving equation, how much is God's work, probably a lot, and how much is ours, but it absolutely does take some relational work for us to enter the kingdom. And Jesus talks about the, 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 the entrance to the kingdom being like a narrow door. The kingdom is like a narrow door. A very interesting little phrase there, but what Jesus is saying is that it is a specific entry there is a specific way into this kingdom. Uh, elsewhere in the Gospels, in Matthew 7, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says a, a very similar phrase. He says, um, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. But narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. In John uh, chapter 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way to enter the kingdom is narrow. It's very specific. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. It goes on, verse 25. When the master of the house has locked the door, so picture this dude, this, this fictional character is trying to get into a house, getting, trying to get into the narrow door, but then it says, when the master has locked the door, it will be too late. You will stand outside knocking and pleading, Lord, open the door for us. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you've come from. Then you will say, but we ate and drank with you. And you toured in our streets. And he will reply, I tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Get away from me, all you who do evil. When it comes to the door, there will be a time when it will be locked. But that time has not come yet. And it's like trying to get into a house... And the owner says, well, I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't recognize you. And the answer of this guy is like, but we, we were hanging around you. We we're in the right space. You know, like we hang around all the church people. But the, the master of the house, Jesus, says, I don't, I don't recognize you. You don't know me. I don't know you. And there's an important point here that the kingdom is, is relational. It's only relational. Only way to enter through the kingdom is through relationship with Jesus. And you cannot have a second-hand relationship with Jesus. You cannot have a second-hand spirituality. You cannot live off my spirituality or the person next to you, your husband or your wife's spirituality. Actually, you need your own relationship with Jesus. It's good to hang around other Christians. It's good to come in spaces like this. But it's not just being in spaces like this that will help you know Jesus. You actually have to put the work, work hard to enter the kingdom. And relationships are hard. They take work, right? Anyone who has ever had a relationship, ever had a husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, kids, parents, knows that it takes work to have a good relationship. Work hard to enter the kingdom. The kingdom of God is relational. It goes on. This is the gnarly part. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That is a, that is a wild image, right? Like, just picture someone weeping and I don't know who gnashes their teeth, but like... I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I, yeah, that's good, George. Yeah. <laughs> I almost want to get you out. That was, that was, yeah. Everyone missed that except for me, so yeah. <laughs> there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for you will see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you will be thrown out. Now, when we're reading this, we need to remember that the Bible is written for us, absolutely, but it's not written to us. 
We are not the original hearers of this, of this little parable. We're not the intended audience of, of, of who wrote this, Luke. It's, it's for us, absolutely, but it's not written to us. And so Jesus here is talking to a Jew. Now, a Jew has been part of this story of God for thousands and thousands of years. And you imagine if you're a Jew, you're, a, you're an ethnic Jew, you're part of the family of God, all your life you've heard the stories of God, all, of your, all your life you've heard about the salvation of God, that He is delivering, you've heard the Exodus stories, and now you find yourself outside Jesus' house, and you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who are like the founding fathers of your country, walk in, and then all the prophets, all the stories you've heard about as a little kid, all these people walking in, they're all your people. Um, and then, it says this in verse 29. Um, not only are you seeing your own people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets, but then, and people will come from all over the world, from east and west and north and south to take their places in the kingdom of God. And note this, some who seem least important now will be the greatest then, and some who are the greatest now will be least important then. And so not only are you seeing like your crew get into this epic house party, but all these other people, all these other bums from all over the world, people are traveling from all over. This is like a big house party. And there's people from, you know, Uganda, and there's First Nations Australians, and there's people from New Zealand, and there's people from Indonesia, and there's people from Russia, and people from Brazil, heaps of Brazilians coming into the, there's heaps of them. And this is a story that Jesus tells to the question. Remember, the question was, will only a few be saved? Jesus tells the story of a, a house party which turns into this like mammoth event with people all over the world coming in. Will only a few be saved? No, it sounds like there's a lot of people in the, in the kingdom. It is a big, hospitable kingdom. All the nations. And by the way, you and I are part of that kind of north, south, east, and west. We're the people coming from elsewhere. I want to read just this this same passage again in the message paraphrase. Maybe you just want to close your eyes and just picture this. I love it in this version. He went on teaching from town to village, village to town, but keeping on a steady course towards Jerusalem, a bystander said, Master, will only a few be saved? He said, whether few or many is none of your business. Put your mind on your life with God. The way to life to God is vigorous and requires your total attention. A lot of you are going to assume that you'll sit down to God's salvation banquet just because you've been hanging around the neighborhood all your lives. Well, one day you're going to be banging on the door, wanting to get in, but you'll find the door locked and the master saying, sorry, you're not on my guest list. You'll protest, but we've known you all our lives, only to be interrupted with his abrupt, your kind of knowing can hardly be called knowing. You don't know the first thing about me. That's when you'll find yourselves out in the cold, strangers to grace. You'll watch Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets march into God's kingdom. You'll watch outsiders stream in from east and west and north and south and sit down at the table of God's kingdom. And all the time you'll be outside looking in and wondering what happened. This is the great reversal. The last in line put at the head of the lion and the so-called first ending up last. So what sort of kingdom is this? Well, it's a saving king, kingdom. 
It's a hospitable kingdom. It's a house party kind of kingdom where every tribe and nation and tongue and background is welcomed in. But it is a specific kingdom. It's a kingdom with a specific entry point. You've got to have a hookup with the dude who has the guest list. You've got to know the guy. He's got to recognize you. You've got to recognize him, and then you'll get let in. Like that's, that's the way into this epic house party. And it's not about how many church services you've been to or whether you grew up in a Christian family or how well you know your Bible. It's how well you are recognized by Jesus and how well you recognize Jesus. And so the question is, just as we land here, is do you know the King? Do you know Jesus? Do you recognize him? And the good news is this is a saving kingdom, a hospitable kingdom, a kingdom where anyone is welcome in, but we have to answer the question, do I know the king? And anyone who wants to can know the king. That's the beautiful thing. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, whether you feel like you're good enough, whether you have all the answers, whether you know the books of the Bible or this is your first time at church, anyone can know the king. So I'd love just to take a few moments of silence just for you to just close your eyes. You might want to put your feet firmly on the ground. You might want to open your hands out if you feel comfortable. Take a deep breath. And I just want you to ask that question, do I know the king? Do I know Jesus? And this should not be an anxiety-inducing question. You don't need to second-guess, you know, whether you know Jesus or not. It shouldn't freak you out. The simple invitation, no matter where you find yourself, if this is the thousandth church service you've been to, or this is your first time in church, the simple response is, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to be able to recognize you and you at work. And I want you to recognize me, to see me, the the depths of me, the real me. That is the kingdom. Maybe you want to picture Jesus in front of you if you can. It's like that, that gaze and beauty like we see in the book of Revelation of a man with eyes on fire, like beautiful, piercing, loving, mercy-filled eyes. And the opportunity we each have is for that man, the great king, to say, I know you, I recognize you, I see you to your depths, I've seen all the crap you've done, but I love you. Come on in. Just take a few moments of silence and just have your own moment with him. Say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you.